Welcome to the Q for Two, your podcast companion for learning all about your favorite theme park attractions. Whether listening at home or while waiting in the queue, we'll fill you in on all the information you need to get the most out of your ride experience. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me as always is the stealthy ninja Matthew. Today, we're talking about the history and hidden secrets behind my favorite ride in Six Flags Over Georgia, Blue Hawk. I'm so excited to learn about this ride and why it's your favorite, because I'm going to start. This ride sucks. (laughs) And I'll leave that there. So right out the gate, I recognize Blue Hawk is not considered to be a good coaster. The roller coaster community in general thinks this coaster is pretty garbage. But my goal of this episode is going to be to pitch why I think Blue Hawk is worth your time to visit in this park. I will admit, some of the factors as to why this is my favorite coaster are for nostalgic reasons, but I still stand by this is a fun roller coaster to ride. All right, I'm excited to hear. I'll go ahead and preface this. I do enjoy Ninja because I'm a fan of all roller coasters, and I will ride it, but I will say this ride is rough. And we'll get into more on that in a little bit. But I do want to preface before we start, I'm not a complete hater, but it's definitely lower on my list of Six Flags roller coasters. But I'm excited to get started. Learn more. All right. So I'm just going to dive us right into the history to get us started here. This roller coaster was manufactured by the company Aerodynamics, now known as Vacoma. And the roller coaster was actually designed by Peter Clerks. Now, Peter Clerks is a pretty big name in the roller coaster design industry. When I was looking up his credits online, he is credited on the design of over 200 roller coasters. Not only is this a staggering number, but he has a design credit on what I would argue are some of the most well-known roller coasters in the world. Matthew, just to name a few that I know you and I are very familiar with, he is credited on the design for Expedition Everest, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tron Light Cycle Run, The Seven Dwarves Mine Train, and The Barnstormer at Walt Disney World. Which, I'm just going to say, Rock and Roller Coaster and Expedition Everest are two of my favorite roller coasters of all time. I think Rock and Roller Coaster is the best roller coaster at the Disney World theme parks. So I think this is a pretty strong Disney showing for Mr. Peter Clerks. And I will also say, now Matthew, we have not had the chance to ride this coaster, but I'm going to throw it all the way back to episode one. There is a roller coaster on our bucket list that Peter Clerks also designed, and that would be Walking Dead the Ride at Thorpe Park. Whoa, what a callback. So when we finally have the chance to ride that roller coaster, it is Mr. Peter Clerks that we can thank for that. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. (laughs) Now, Blue Hawk has a history, not only at Six Flags Over Georgia and not only under the name Blue Hawk. The ride actually opened under the name Kamikaze at a theme park called Conco's Party Pier, or also known as Dinosaur Beach, in Wildwood, New Jersey. 
The ride opened there in 1989, where it stayed open for three seasons. The roller coaster was arranged the exact same way it is now with the track layout. The main difference was it was painted white. So none of the blue and gray color scheme that we see now, it was completely white back then. I'm just going to say that sounds like Freddy Fazbear's like pizzeria. That sounds just like you just made that name up. That is not a real park. I love the name Conco's Party Pier. There is so <laughs> little information about it online, but Conco's just really gets me. It's got a nice ring to it. It just sounds like the pier uh, roller coaster theme park from Bob's Burgers. If any of our listeners have seen that show, <laughs> that's the vibe that it gets. That That's uh, Mr. Fish Odor's pride and joy right there. I agree. It does give that. It, it sounds like something you'd find in Bob's Burgers. And for our listeners, if you happen to be interested in seeing footage of this ride in its early days as Kamikaze, there actually are videos out there on YouTube from 1989 and the early 1990s. And uh, I'll actually post a link to one of those videos down here in the description if you're interested in seeing kind of what the ride looked like back then. But so it only operated for three seasons up in New Jersey, after which the roller coaster was purchased, disassembled, and moved down to Georgia to be reopened as Ninja on March 1st, 1992 in Six Flags Over Georgia. The ride was assembled in a space of the park called Cotton States. And the plot of land that it was built on was formerly occupied by a different ride called Z-Force. Z-Force was what is called a space diver ride, referring to the diving swoops that made up a majority of that ride. It was a steel roller coaster designed and manufactured by, and I apologize if I pronounce this wrong, Giovanola and Intamin, which operated from 1988 from when it moved from Six Flags Great America in Illinois all the way to its relocation to Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, California, under a new name, Flashback, for the 1992 season. So the ride that it ended up replacing had a lot of transitions and name changes as well. Just stick to a name. Come on, folks. We know what you're trying to do. Pull the wool over our eyes. Look, you got to rebrand. You slap a new <laughs> coat of paint and a new name, and hey, it's a new roller coaster. <laughs> Ooh. I will say, I don't want to go too deep into it, but one little fun fact about Z Force that I thought was a little bit interesting it initially was intended to be a ride that was mass produced, where it would be at multiple Six Flags parks, but then it ended up the one that ended up moving from Six Flags over Georgia ended up being the only one of its kind. Got it. Super successful. Understanding. (laughs) Now, when Ninja opened up at Six Flags Over Georgia, at the time, it was actually the tallest roller coaster in the park at 122 feet on its installation. Now, as listeners will probably know, the tallest roller coaster in the park is the one that we covered in our previous episode, Goliath, standing at 200 feet tall. But at the time of its installation, Ninja was the tallest in the park, which was a big selling feature for the ride when it was first introduced. At the installation of Ninja in the park, it was essentially exactly the same as Kamikaze, just with a change in paint. So the tracks were now red and all of the supports were black, as opposed to the white paint job that it had before. 
This ride operated in Six Flags over Georgia for some time. The only time in its history of operation that it was down was during the 2013 season, where it was delayed until May due to a broken chain for the lift hill. While Ninja was in operation in the park, we talked about at the beginning of the episode that this roller coaster has not the best reputation. And there were a couple of main complaints that visitors cited. Matthew, you said one of them earlier was that the restraints were very uncomfortable. The restraints for the carts were these hard pull-over-the-shoulder restraints that were generally pretty painful during what guests complained of as the other biggest concern, that the ride was very rough and it jostled you around a lot and smacked you into the restraints. And it was just generally a rough ride that was a little bit painful to go through. (laughs) Yeah, that is one of those that just to not to go on a too long of a tangent, but I remember my mom and I going when I was younger and riding that coaster. All I can remember is that she came off of it with this massive splitting headache. (laughs) It's one of those for sure. And that's fair. I would argue it is a ride for the young roller coaster enthusiast. I definitely remember when I rode Ninja, when I went to the park in 2014, that it was rough. And you can see some of the ride video from when I rode Ninja at that time over on our YouTube channel. And you can see the hard restraints for the vehicle and that it definitely gave a battering being on the ride. But I will say, I mentioned that this ride is a bit nostalgic for me personally, and I will say one of the points that's really nostalgic about this ride, that video that's going to be on our YouTube channel, that is the first video I ever recorded on a roller coaster. Wow. That's history right there, folks. So for me, video production is a really big part of my life and something that I really enjoy, and I've shot a lot of videos on rides over the years, but this being my first roller coaster, it was just something that has a little special place in my heart. But my nostalgia aside, there were a lot of problems with this ride that people were upset about. And so Six Flags did decide to make some changes to the ride and transitioned to a new ride called Blue Hawk, which they opened on June 9th, 2016. A couple things about this ride that I thought were interesting. I did not know that they had an opening ceremony for Blue Hawk when it opened up. You can actually find on YouTube, and I will include the video link in the description, of the opening ceremony, complete with a bagpipe performance and a rendition of the national anthem by Six Flags marketing employee Tedra Chris. So there's an opening ceremony that you can view on YouTube if that's what you're looking for. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, did not know that existed. One other thing that I see a lot of people say about this ride is the name Blue Hawk is confusing to a lot of people. I will say, no, Blue Hawk has no relation. You just say no. People say they're confused by the name Blue Hawk. My response? No. Sorry, no relation. Blue Hawk, the ride, has no relation to Blue Hawk, the character from the Amazon TV series, The Boys. No relation at all. So throw that out the window. All right, it's gone. The name Blue Hawk 
was actually chosen in a public vote from three finalists. It was in the running against American Eagle and Air Commander, and with over 6,000 people casting their votes, it came out on top. And given that the ride was given a fresh new coat of blue paint, the name with blue in it seemed pretty appropriate. And in general, the name Blue Hawk is supposed to be a reference to aeronautics, and the ride is supposed to be a tribute to the United States military. Yay! And speaking of the tribute to the United States military and the armed forces, I thought it was interesting on the day of opening, the first riders to ride the new Blue Hawk roller coaster were members of the armed forces. And the entire opening month of July, if you showed your military ID, it essentially served as a flash pass and you got immediately on the ride. Well, that's interesting. So that was a fun little promotional thing that they did. Now, of course, at the end of the opening ceremony video, after the first group of the armed forces rode, they did say that all of the press would get on the roller coaster and then the military families could ride. But, you know, I mean, they're trying, I guess. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I personally feel like they could have extended that military ID operating as a flash pass for more than a month. but. I'm not in the business of running a theme park. I'm not going to pretend that I've crunched all the numbers. So there's only so much I can say. They've made a lot of money selling flash passes. So I'm telling you, they crunched the numbers and they decided a month was long enough. That's true. That does get them a lot of revenue. And July is one of the most busy months in their season, I believe. So not too bad. Oh, I imagine. Now, they tried to address the public's problems with this roller coaster. Advertising the new roller coaster as smoother and sleeker than ever before, with two new coaster trains that now offered over the shoulder soft vest restraints. I will say, as far as the restraints go for this ride, it was a big upgrade. I think the restraints on Blue Hawk are much more comfortable than they were on Ninja in the past. The smoother and sleeker tracks, they don't really say what they do did to make them smoother and sleeker and i don't know maybe they are what do you what do you think matthew i 100% agree with the restraints are much better maybe they just greased the wheels performed yearly maintenance that they've been lacking for years i don't know it, it was definitely a little bit better but it's still there's a lot of tight turns and at the end of the day there's not really much you can do with that kind of design it just comes down to the design of the coaster itself i don't feel like it's as specific to that coaster. I think it's when they designed it, it's just there's nothing you can do. Too many tight turns, everything's so compressed in there. It's a lot going on and you will get beat up if you're not careful. I think you definitely have to be willing to have a rough ride riding this coaster, but they made some changes. I think they made the coaster better than it was before. I personally enjoy riding Blue Hawk more than I did with my experience riding Ninja and hey, it's still a coaster I love. I agree. I had mentioned that when the ride was first brought to the park as Ninja, it opened in the Cotton States Exposition section of the park. Well, around 2017, this section of the park was converted to Metropolis with the opening of the Battle for Metropolis ride. And so Blue Hawk and the Great American Scream Machine right next to it 
were actually absorbed over into another section of the park called Lickskillet, which is themed after a vintage southern town. And so this section of the park now incorporates those two rides. I say around 2017 because every research point that I have found said that this transition was made in 2017. But if you go back and watch the opening ceremony video for Blue Hawk in 2016, the park president specifically calls out that it's in the section of the park Lickskillet. So I think there's maybe some timeline things there that don't quite line up, but it's around that time frame, give or take a year. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't even realize it because I feel like I always associate it with Lickskillet. It and Great American Scream Machine, obviously they're in that in-between space, but I feel like my brain has always associated it with that section of the park. Yeah, I agree. And like the other thing, the opening ceremony was held on the left side of Blue Hawk, which I mean, you're right over there by the Sky Swings. You're essentially in Lickskillet when you're right there anyway. So maybe that was part of the opening ceremony. Was it where the basketball game is? Yes, it was over a little bit past the basketball game. Huzzah. Classic. Good money (laughs) wasted at that basketball game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it the basketball game or is it the ladders that's over there? The ladders was over by Goliath. I think that they did have a ladder game by Ninja for a while. Gotcha. All right. Well, Matthew, that's about going to cover the history for our ride. I do want to talk about some specs for Blue Hawk. So it does reach a top speed of 52 miles per hour. It's at 122 feet tall, as we discussed earlier, with an initial drop that is 109 feet off the ground with a 48 degree drop angle. The track itself is 2,743 feet long, and the total ride duration is a minute and 20 seconds. So a little on the short side for a ride. The good thing is, generally, this ride doesn't have a long queue because, as we've mentioned several times before, a lot of people don't like this ride, (laughs) which, to me, is fantastic. There have been times that I've gone to the park that I will ride this five times in a row, and I will feel like I went through the ringer, but man, I had a good time. Oh, man. I love when that happens, when you love a ride that everyone else despises. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It works out. It works out. And I will say there are some really interesting aspects of this ride in terms of some of the inversions that it has. This ride has a total of five inversions, and it is worth talking about these inversions as one of them is very unique to this coaster. The first two inversions that you encounter on this ride are called a butterfly, consisting of two back-to-back inversions in which you enter the inversions in the same direction that you leave the inversions. There is also a reverse sidewinder, meaning a single inversion, and then a double corkscrew, which is stretched out so the entrance and exit points are a distance away from each other for, as I mentioned, a total of five inversions on this ride. The unique one to this ride is the butterfly inversion. This can actually only be found on two roller coasters worldwide. It is a Vacoma exclusive inversion that you can experience on Blue Hawk and on Goderix at Park Asterix in France. 
So if you are not looking to travel outside of the United States, this is the only coaster in the country that you can experience a butterfly inversion. Maybe that's why it's so rough. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Maybe so. Maybe it's that uh, maybe it's that butterfly inversion that's just really knocking you around a lot. There's a reason they didn't put it on other coasters. They said, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) They said, ooh, yikes. Let's uh, let's not do that butterfly (laughs) thing again. Brain damage? Yes, please. And on that note, I would like to take us into the official ride description for Blue Hawk at Six Flags Over Georgia. Finally, I'm waiting on bated breath. Six Flags Over Georgia introduces Blue Hawk, sleeker and smoother than ever before. Tower up the 122-foot lift hill, featuring a fresh coat of shiny blue paint. The anticipation for the 50-plus mile-per-hour first drop will mount as you comfortably look around at the Atlanta skyline with our new soft vest over-the-shoulder restraints, and smoothly wrap through the 2,100 feet of track, turning upside down on two new roller coaster trains. Blue Hawk honors our nation's heroes with a special military theme throughout the ride. In the queue line, guests can learn all about the special aircraft that is used by the military. Ooh! I don't know if I'd say themed, but sure, we'll, we'll give it to you. It's themed. And with the theme, Matthew... We've gone through this queue a handful of times together. I've taken pictures and I've taken video as we've gone through. I, in preparation for this episode, read every single sign that I caught on video while we were in the queue. None of them mention anything about an aircraft. <laughs> I didn't think of anything. I was hoping that was the case, but that's why I was I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I couldn't remember anything about it either. Well, and I'm wondering if maybe it was there for a little while and then they removed it and then they were going to replace it. I'm not saying for sure that it's not there. There are areas of the queue that I don't have pictures of in my archive. But I couldn't find any online either, and so... I'll just say, we skipped a large portion of the queue half the time because the line was so short, so it's very possible it's there, but if it is, it's not super prevalent the times that we went. It's very true. Maybe it's early on in the queue and we've just missed it because we've never had to wait that far back before. It's certainly possible. But if you have been to Six Flags Over Georgia and you happen to have taken pictures of these informational signs, Please send them to us at Q42. I would really like to see it because I can't find those anywhere online. And it looks like <laughs> the only way I'm going to be able to read them is if I go back to the park in person as of right now. So if you have those pictures, send them our way. We'd appreciate it. And Matthew, I do have just two other things to add about Ninja and Blue Hawk. When you heard this attraction podcast for covering the history of the Ninja, If you didn't listen to hear Six Flags Over Georgia, you might have been thinking of a different ride, because there are two other versions of a Ninja roller coaster in the United States. The first is at Six Flags Magic Mountain. This is a very different roller coaster. It is a suspended swinging roller coaster designed by Aerodynamics, completely different, no relation of the track layout whatsoever. Now, there is a ninja at Six Flags St. Louis, 
Matthew, I believe you've been to Six Flags St. Louis. Have you ridden this version of the Ninja before? I'm trying to remember because I want to say that we went when a lot of stuff is sort of like off season, that weird off season to on season for the park. I don't remember if we rode it or if it was one of the ones that was closed that day. Gotcha. Okay. The main reason I ask is because I was curious to see if you could remember if it was a rough ride. Because we mentioned earlier in the episode that we thought maybe the reason Blue Hawk was so rough was because of that unique butterfly inversion. The ride in St. Louis is, from what I can tell, very, very similar, reaching a top speed of 50 miles per hour. The track layout, parts of it look mirrored, but it is roughly the same, aside from not having the butterfly inversion. It has the Sidewinder, it has a double corkscrew, and it has another two inversions for a total of five inversions throughout the ride. It just doesn't have the butterfly inversion. Gotcha. I apologize. I can't remember off the top of my head. I was trying to rack my brain. There's a couple that stand out, but that one doesn't stand out. And I have a feeling that that was one that was closed the day that we went. So I'm going to have to plead the fifth, and I apologize for that. Well, that to me just tells us that we need a Q for two trip out to Six Flags St. Louis. I'll do it again. It was a blast. I'll do it all day. It's for science. We have to know. I mean, if we're going to do that, we might as well get season passes, the ones that get us into all the parks, and we'll just bounce from park to park. I mean, we might as well, right? Take uh, take Q for two on the road? For science. <laughs> <laughs> so there are two other versions of Ninja out there, but they have their differences. This one is unique now as Blue Hawk. Matthew, one other fun fact that I did want to mention in this episode in the history of the ride. Did you know that when the ride was in its form as Ninja, it's actually made an appearance in a movie? I know Georgia has a pretty big film scene, so I'm not surprised. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think what it would be. Give me a hint. Is it a movie that I would have seen? And you know, I don't watch movies with the star-studded cast in this movie, you would initially think yes, but probably not, because I had never heard of it before. (laughs) Okay, well then I'm going to plead the fifth again. I I don't know, but I feel like I'm going to, I'll recognize it. I'm ready. So it was actually featured in the 2015 movie Vacation as the fictional roller coaster entitled The Velociraptor. And this was a movie starring Ed Helms and Chris Hemsworth. Interesting. I have not seen the film start to finish. I did watch the one scene with Ninja in the background. Spoiler alert for the 2015 film Vacation. It's in the part where Ed Helms' character is waiting in this like three hour long line to get on this roller coaster. And then they get to the front of the line and another family bypasses them with a flash pass. And (laughs) they tell his family that that was the last ride of the day, and then the whole family gets in a fist fight with the other family in the queue. <laughs> Classic flash pass. But it's really funny. You get a full shot of the roller coaster. There's parts of the queue that are very easily recognizable, and the parts of the ride that were themed to Ninja just have a reskin that say the Velociraptor on it. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Never mind that there's an actual coaster called the Velocicoaster. But, you know, no, we we can't use that. We got to (laughs) use the Blue Hawk Ninja. Well, that's the Velocicoaster. This is the Velociraptor, which is also a coaster. Exactly. Exactly. You know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, 
that about wraps it up for my little trip down uh, memory lane with Ninja and Blue Hawk and technically Kamikaze for three seasons before arriving at the park. <laughs> I don't know. I've had a lot of experiences with this coaster. I think I've probably ridden this coaster the most compared to any other coaster in Six Flags Over Georgia, just because of their short lines and just because it's something that I like. I don't know. A lot of good memories on it. I enjoy this ride. We have a good ride video of the two of us riding it and getting battered around in the stylish new restraints. <laughs> I'm excited to watch these videos and go down memory road with the audience because it's been a while and honestly didn't even realize we had a video from that ride. So I'm excited to watch it. (laughs) And if you're interested in watching that ride video, you can do that right now or, you know, finish the podcast. And then when you finish the podcast, then go watch the video because it's up on our YouTube channel right now. Wow. And you can go back and see the ride back when it was Ninja and back when the coaster carts were themed under their sponsorship with Takis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. What a good time. It was great, man. They were purple. They had the Takis symbol on the front. What a great time. <laughs> and um, really, that's about all I have to say about this ride. Really, the only ride tip I have for this one is... What I mentioned before, a lot of times, because people don't like this coaster generally, the lines stay pretty empty. So if you ride this and you decide you like it, you can usually get back on it a couple times in a row and not have to wait for very long. Because of that, this is also a coaster that I like to wait and ride in the front because it's literally just an extra five minute wait most of the time to get that front card. Yeah, you definitely want to ride in the front with this one. The only tip that I've got is just to be prepared that it is a rough coaster. It is better now that it is Blue Hawk, but it still can be rough. But going for the front is going to be better. You're going to get more speed and less whip. The closer you are to the back, you're going to get more whip, and there's more chance that you are going to get beat back and forth. Your head's going to get slammed against the seat, and you know, you'll know you get headaches and that sort of thing. So that's where it comes into rough. So I definitely agree with you go for the front because that's where you'll be the safest. (laughs) Absolutely. And don't forget, don't have any loose articles on on this ride. Like, don't wear a hat. (laughs) Don't wear glasses. I have to take my glasses off every time I ride this. There was one time that I forgot and I got insanely lucky and I caught my glasses as they were coming off of my head. Just don't don't forget you're going to lose stuff and it's just not going to be good. Well, the last thing that I do want to add in, you briefly mentioned it a minute ago, while we're in this area of the park, if you don't want to ride Ninja, go to one of my favorite attractions in Lick Skillet, which is the swings. It seems so dumb, but those swings go way higher than they look. And for me, that loves thrills. Just getting off the ground and enjoying the breeze up there on a hot day, that was always one of my favorites. So if you don't feel like riding the Ninja, you're waiting on Ryan to ride the Ninja, always go over there. And get you a nice time on the swings because it is not a kiddie swings. It's a nice size ride. It's a really good time. You know, in our last episode, we talked about the view you can get of the Atlanta skyline from Goliath. It's mentioned in the ride description for Blue Hawk, the view that you can get. Gosh, the view from the sky swings is incredible. It's really, really amazing. Oh, yeah. I will say, though, there's some natural preservation instinct within me that really freaks out being suspended from two little (laughs) chains that high in the air though it's fine it's 
fine. Definitely something worth checking out. I absolutely agree, Matthew. All right, well, I don't know if it's because people don't like the ride or what, but uh, that cue went faster than expected. We hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new about this wonderful ride. As always, we'd love to hear your experiences with the attraction or any fun facts you have. Feel free to join our Discord server and join the conversation or shout at us on Twitter or Instagram at q for 2 That's Q-U-E-U-E underscore F-O-R underscore T-W-O. You can also drop a comment on our YouTube channel. All the links can be found in the episode description below. Now, go catch that ride, and we'll see you in the next Q for 2 We salute our troops and tell a veteran that you appreciate their service.